today, we open our book of Revelations and we can look at the Bible prophecy and can explore the immediate future of our world. Even as it is heading today, good morning. This is Spiritual Awareness with Pastor Davenport. I'm Pastor Davenport and I welcome you to our broadcast. We are a 501c3 non-profit prayer ministry coming to you from Gospel of Faith Church in Ash Fork, Arizona, as well as from our recording studio here in Fort Mojave, Arizona. This morning, I want to look at these end-time prophecies and how they are coming about in our very lives. I pray that you would be with us for this time. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you today, lifting up your word, lifting up all those things that you have foretold for us as, as a coming, that we might be ready for Jesus as he comes back in the rapture of the church. I pray, Lord God, that each and every listener today has accepted Christ as their personal Savior and Lord, that upon that day, as predicted in Revelations, they too will be saved. We are saved from the guttermost to the uppermost through Jesus Christ and that blood that he shed for you and I. I pray, Lord God, today that you would open the ears of those who have ears and let them hear. Open the eyes of those who are not blinded that they might see. Open the heart of those that are troubled and let them find Jesus Christ in their life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. You know, John the Revelator is on the Isle of Patamos. He is an enemy of the state because he would not participate in the emperor's worship. Now, Patamos is a rocky island that is 10 miles long, 6 miles wide, and he is surrounded by criminals. And they're screaming, screeching sounds of seagulls constantly. And the pounding of the waves are deafening at the age of 86. He is writing the 66th book in the Bible, the book of Revelations. If you will, please open your Bibles to Revelations, Revelations chapter 6. Here we see John, and he introduces the four horses or the four horsemen of the apocalypse. There's a white horse carrying the rider who conquers the earth, greedily running roughshod over anyone who is standing in his way. He is a deceiver, a dictator. He is a living devil. Now the second horse is a fiery red horse of war, of which the revelator says that one-fourth, one-fourth, listen, one-fourth of the earth's population will be slaughtered under this rider. The third horse is a black horse, and it is the black horse of famine, the black horse of famine. Say that with me, the black horse of famine. Because I assure you, as my name is Pastor Davenport, that there will be a global food shortage in the coming years like this world has not seen before. And what are we seeing right now in the shelves of your local supermarket? Many barges unable to unload, things rotting on the, on, on the pier because they can't transport them fast enough. Right here in America's supermarkets, there where we'll have their shelves wiped clean of food, 
I'm not talking about a toilet paper shortage. I'm talking about staple food. And there will be riots. Not like the last summer. I'm talking all about riots in the streets of America, likened to one in Venezuela or Hong Kong and other places around the world. I'm talking about civil rights in the streets of downtown America. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. You ask for prophecy, then this then is what the Bible speaks of. I'm not talking about what we've seen during the start of, of the COVID uh, deal. I'm talking about today as we get closer and closer to these end times and in the end you're going to see this stuff happening if you don't believe me read revelations chapter six the fourth horse is a gray horse of death listen closely here the greek word for this horse is kleros which means greed in the bible they call it a gray horse because death and gray go together in seminary, they explained it to us like this. The Greek, the word for gray is kleros. And when someone dies, it rots and it turns green and gray and then black. And it is the same Greek word that they used in Mark chapter 9 when it talks about the grass. In fact, the CIA fact, uh, fact book states that green is the official color of Islam in Revelation 6 verse 8. And it says that the power was given unto him over the fourth of the earth to kill with a sword. Now I want you to understand that Islam controls one-fourth of the earth. They currently have 1.9 million followers, and that's probably light. There's probably a lot more. 1.9 to 2 million followers of Islamic faith. And of that one-third, consider that one-third, consider themselves radicalized. That means that 500 million or plus people who think they have a message from their God to kill each and every one of us Americans and the Jewish people. Just like the Boston bomber and the 9-11 bombers, they have a message to kill Americans and the Jewish people. That's a fact. You can check it out. Even now, as we hear the flaming hoofbeats of the four horsemen storming across the stage of human history, bringing the deception of the possible nuclear war, famine, hunger, and death on the scale like the mind of a mankind cannot comprehend. Now, the Bible makes it abundantly clear that God's judgment is coming to a nation who has forgotten about his creator. In Acts 17.31, Acts 17.31, go there please, Acts 17.31. And it says, I quote, for he, God, has set a day certain when he will judge the earth with justice by the man Jesus Christ he has appointed. Right now, corruption in America is running amok. We don't feel like the politicians can be brought to justice because the corruption is so fierce. Now, I'm not a Republican and I'm not a Democrat. I I follow God, period. That's it. That's 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 who I vote for every time there's an election. I vote for Jesus. So this corruption is so fierce. And I assure you that the day is coming to come when, when God Almighty is going to judge this nation, this nation, and yes, and yes, every person in Washington, D.C. will answer for the corruption that they have allowed to prosper in these United States of America. Why, you ask? 
because God never changes. God's judge, judged Noah generation that mocked the message of salvation when they built the ark. God drowned every human being on the planet because they rejected the message of redemption, proving he is the judge of all the earth. God judged Egypt for their abuse of the Jewish people, plunging that once rich civilization into the poverty-stricken land that exists to this very day. One generation of Jewish people died in the wilderness because they refused to enter into the promised land that God had promised to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And God is going to judge America for the millions upon millions of dead children that have been murdered in the wombs of their mothers under the banner of abortion and pro-choice. Proverbs 6, chapter 17, or chapter 6, verse 17. God hates hands that sheds innocent blood. Hello, Planned Parenthood. Selling baby parts from aborted babies is barbaric. If you agree, raise your hands to heaven and shout amen. Praise God. Now listen closely. I want to tell you what is coming in the not-so-distant future and how to escape the living hell that the four horsemen represent. Soon, and very soon, after the rapture of the church, read with me Revelation 6 and 1 and 2, the revelation of Jesus Christ which God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. Shortly come to pass. Underline that, would you? If your Bible's too holy to write in, then get one that's not so holy. <laughs> and, and, and underline that because it's important. Highlight it. It's important. Which must shortly come to pass. And he sent his and signified it by his angel and to his servant, John, who bore record of the word of God and of the testimony of Jesus Christ and of all things that he saw. Heavenly Father, I thank you today for every person that is listening to the sound of my voice upon this broadcast, because we are listening, we are here by divine appointment for God to show us the future. Because God, the God that we serve, is the God that knows the end from the beginning. He is the God that knows the end from the beginning. Bless the word, O Lord, in Jesus' name, and all of God's children throughout this broadcast gave a great shout and praise to the Lord in amen and amen. So what does the word apocalypse mean? Anybody? If you ask 10 Christians and nine of them will say it means danger, death, destruction. It really means nothing of the kind. The word ap 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 apocalypse, excuse me, it's hard for me to do it with dentures, is a Greek word meaning to remove the veil. To remove the veil. Say that with me, to remove the veil, to uncover or to make clear. The purpose of the book of Revelations is to remove the veil of the future as to what was going to happen. And God is saying through John the Revelator that through the church, he said, I am God that knows the end from the beginning, and I am in a total control of kings and kingdoms. I don't care who you elect, and I am pulling back the veil in the book of revelations to show you expressively what's going to happen. When in the future, when you see Russia, the king of the north, when you see China, the king of the east, and when you see Iran and an Islamic nation, the king of the south, and when you see Europe and the American, the king of the west, on three stages of world history at the same time, get ready. Get ready. 
the Antichrist will be coming. His job will then be to produce the one world government, a one world religion, a one world currency. I want you to listen closely, watch for our, our government to start talking about changing our constitutional laws shortly to begin to usher in the, this new way of, of government. Revelation is a, a, is a drama of triumph. Revelation is a horror story. Revelations is a story of the church uh, of Jesus Christ, the triumphant church. Uh, it is the church overcoming death, hell, and the grave. Uh, it is the story of the rapture of the church taken out of this earth into the mansions on high. Glory to God. I wonder, can you give God praise today? Give God praise. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Praise Jesus. Secular humanism in Washington, D.C. and in Europe are destroying civilization. God is not in heaven wringing his hands in worry. He's in heaven in a total control with the clock ticking. This then is the story of Satan and the Antichrist and the false prophet who are going to be thrown into the lake of fire by our God. Satan is a defeated foe. Say that with me. Satan is a defeated foe. The devil is defeated foe. And the Antichrist is a defeated foe. Are you listening to me this morning? If you're walking with Jesus, if you're walking with Jesus, glory to God, you have the authority <coughs> to cast out demons in Jesus' name. You can cast out the devil. He is defeated in Jesus' name. He is defeated in your life. Somebody shout amen. Lift your hands to heaven and shout amen and give God praise and glory this morning. You see, you have the authority by the word above, by the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We are the church triumphant. We need to act like it, talk like it, shout like it. The enemy cannot defeat us. Bless the glorious name of Jesus Christ. I want you to raise your hands to heaven and give God a clap and praise this morning. Hallelujah. 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 Give him praise this morning, won't you? The book of Revelations is the story of God defending the Jewish people from their enemies. He's going to crush every nation that comes against Jerusalem. Right now, Iran is planning the destruction of Jerusalem. They were seen just the other day on inauguration, back uh, chanting death to America. And Jerusalem, and yet we are talking about re-entering the nuclear agreement with them again, and we are play, playing into their hands again, and hundreds of thousands are storming towards uh, our borders right now with a free pass to come into our country, unopposed. So it begins, America, the new, the new America. Behold, the day is coming, saith the Lord, in the month of Zechariah, excuse me, in the mouth of Zechariah, when I will destroy every nation that lifts its hand against the Jewish people. God's going to wipe you out, Iran. God's going to wipe you out, Russia. God's going to wipe you out, China. God's going to wipe you out because you don't stand with him. Where do we stand, America? In these late days, where do we stand? Following the great tribulation, there is going to be a thousand years of peace. When the lion shall lay down with the lamb, glory to God. When men shall beat their swords into plowshares and, the, and study war no more. Where the kingdom of God will rule the earth with a rod of iron based on the principles of God's holy word. 
where the Ten Commandments will be on the walls of schools and universities once again, and they will be reverend and ridicule, not ridiculed. Where according to Revelations 21 verse 8, cowardly and unbelieving and the abominable, the murderers and sexual immoral, the sorcerers, that means the people involved in the occult, all liars, that's most of those in Washington, D.C. today, will have their part in Lake of Fire. And that is where all of them will spend eternity together at one time. This is not a joking matter. Someone asked me who was the rider on the white horse. The rider is the Antichrist, not the same as the rider in Revelations 19. That one is Jesus Christ. This one rides the white horse of the apocalypse. But some say it is a computer. No, it's not. <clears throat> some say it's a group of people, like a political party. No, it's not. He is a man. Go to Daniel chapter 8, verse 15. He is Satan's dynamic messiah. I pulled it up out of the New International Version for you. It states it like this. While I, Daniel, was watching the vision and trying to understand it, there before me stood one who looked like a man. In the King James Version, it is just about the same. And it came to pass when I, even I, Daniel, had seen the vision and sought for the meaning. Then behold, there stood before me as the appearance of a man. So we see it's a man. Now, some people believe it to be Jesus Christ riding on that white horse. That's absolutely not true. Why? Well, let's look at it for a minute. The Greek text in the Revelations 6 reveals that the crown of, worn by the rider of the white horse is Stephanus. Stephanus, a crown of victory worn by a military conqueror, while the crown worn in Revelations 19 is Didenomy, getting the word diatem, meaning crown of glory. Jesus has the crown of royalty. Jesus Christ is royalty, Lord of lords, King of kings. He is the Prince of Peace. And the rider on the white horse in Revelation 6 is the great deceiver. The great deceiver. While the rider in Revelation 19 is the great deliverer, and Jesus is his name. Can somebody please shout amen? Somebody give me testimony today. Why is the devil's guy on a white horse? Because the devil has been mocking Jesus Christ since Genesis 1 and 1. He has been just emulating things of God from the very beginning. He is the Antichrist. He is the chief son of Satan. That is what the son of perdition means, the chief son of Satan. He's going to come promising the world peace, and instead he's going to bathe the world in blood. The rider in the white horse rode through the Garden of Eden, and he deceived Adam and Eve into eating the forbidden fruit, and they were driven out of God's, uh, by God's angels with a flaming sword. Driven out of paradise, cursed for a lifetime. Listen to me, church. In obedience to God, they would have had everlasting life with God in paradise. That was God's plan. But in defiance of God's word, they found death and destruction. Where are we in America today? I have to pause there. And I have to ask, if you're following everything that's going on around us, and I'm not saying listening to the press, because I, as far as I'm concerned, you can't trust the press. But I want you to look with your eyes. Open your eyes. The Bible says in Revelation, let them who have ears listen. Let those who have eyes see. 
and let those who have a mouth speak. It's time we spoke up. But in defiance of God's word, they found death and destruction. Are you listening? Where do we stand today? In obedience to Jesus Christ, you will have everlasting life. In disobedience and rebellion against God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, you will be destroyed and have eternal destruction. There will be no hope and no solution save Jesus Christ. Glory to God. The rider on the white horse rode through the camp of the children of Israel in the wilderness and deceived them into believing that the golden calf could deliver them. Forget Moses, they said. He's on the mountain meeting with a God you can't see, but here is a God that is bright and shiny that you can see, that we can pray Omega to. And those that brought that deception, God buried them right there with their golden idol in an earthquake, swallowed them up. See, God does not put up with idolatry. Continuing now in the word. The rider on the white horse rode into the life of Samson and seduced him into accepting Delilah. Remember, voice, that's the way it is. Remember it. Let your voice echo the word of God. He lost his anointing of the Lord. He lost his power. His eyes were gouged out with a hot iron. He spent the rest of his life as an ox while the enemies of Israel mocked him. Why? Because he was deceived. (coughs) The rider on the white horse rode through and we were deceived. And we are now experiencing that deception right here in America today. Our leaders going back four years back into the nuclear deal with Iran, whatever it's been, five, six years which will put us back into a master plan of deception, which will not bring peace, but only guarantee of war. We're seeing the Taliban forming up with ISIS-K in Afghanistan, planning how to destroy America and Israel. We are seeing the time that Daniel 7 speaks of, 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 of a time in Daniel 7 where he speaks of he who will change times and laws, we are about to see the dawn of a new America. And all I can say is that we better start to stand together with Christ and hold firm in our belief in Jesus Christ. For he who sits on the white horse in Revelations chapter 19 is the hope of those who miss the rapture of the church. The Bible said, blessed be the nation whose God is the Lord. Somebody say amen. I'd like you to think about that. Just think about it for a moment. You want to know why we've made this, made it this far down the road? I mean, you know that many of us have backslidden many times in our lives, right? <laughs> Somebody say amen if it hurts. That's because we, the church, have become soft. Listen, this church is here. I'm here. The broadcast is here. Pastor Lynn is here. And if you need counseling, call for us. We will be there for you. You need to come to the altar of God. There there will be a shepherd, a pastor to bring you, to help you pray if you need to, to. Forgiveness is only a prayer away. 
he may have ridden that white horse into your life and deceived you with alcohol or drug addiction or anxiety or depression, bipolarism, schizophrenia. But I want you to understand this today. Jesus Christ holds your victory. Just come. Come to the altar or call us at 928-607-9758. That's mine, Pastor. Or Pastor Lynn at 928-380-0071. Remember, there is always hope with Jesus. But there is not a lot of time, according to Revelations, that book of Daniel's prophecy is beginning to be fulfilled before our very eyes in Washington, D.C. today. On this very day, the Antichrist riding the white horse will be a political genius. He will conquer three kings, then lead the remaining seven into the battle of Armageddon. That is why the book of Revelation chapter 13 in the first verse, John writes, I saw the beast rising up out of the sea. And in prophecy, when they're referring the sea, they are talking about the world, earth. So it should read, I, John, saw a beast rising up out of the world, having seven heads, and there were ten horns with crowns upon them, with the name blasphemy written upon them. He's talking about the Antichrist world. That that Antichrist world system. The Antichrist will create a one world religion. He will set his image upon the city of Jerusalem and command for the world to worship him. Those who do not will be killed on the spot. That is Revelations, the 13th chapter. Read it for yourself. Don't take my word for it. Welcome to the new America. The white horse has arrived. And he who sits upon it is called the Antichrist. I'd like you to imagine, if you can, a world fulfilled with demonized Satan worshipers. Drug crazed, the war against Christianity has just begun, and it's going to get worse until the rapture of the church. And I pray we are ready. I pray you are ready. What are we going to do, Pastor, you ask? We're going to stand up and we're going to fight. The Bible says to fight the good fight, does it not? We're going to stand up. We're going to open our mouths and begin to speak as Christians, as one body in Christ. We're going to fight the good fight of faith. And listen to me. Listen to me closely in closing. It's going to be a victory. And the victory is going to be ours. Can you give God praise and glory this morning? Today, no, no, I mean Can you give God praise and glory this morning with a clapping praise that raises the roof of the church? Do you need Jesus in your life? I just preached a sermon from the book of Revelations. If you can't grasp that, you're lost. It's time to that person or persons that are listening to the sound of my voice. Maybe you tuned in by accident. Maybe someone referred you over here to listen to the messages that we give out on Wednesday and Sunday. But either or, here's the deal. You need to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior. For soon and very soon, that Antichrist will cut loose. And when he does, the America we know, the world we know, will no longer be 
it will be one world order, one world religion, and we, we who are Christian, will be destroyed if we remain after the rapture of the church. Today, I want to give you that opportunity to come to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. It's not hard. First off, you need to know that there are people out here that you've never met before, you've never seen, who love you as a child of God, who concern about your welfare. You may be in another country, and this may be translated to you, but I want you to know that those that are, are, are of the body of Christ, no matter where they are in this world, care about you, love you, and want to bring you to Jesus Christ. Today, I offer this prayer. And I pray that you will pray it sincerely with me. For knowing Jesus Christ, knowing God in your life, means you don't have to worry, for you will have your time with God in God's kingdom. Would you bow your head and just pray this prayer with me and find salvation in Jesus Christ? Be washed in the blood. Let's do it together. Say it with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, your Son, I come before you in repentance for my sins. I have sinned against others and have sinned against you. But your word says that Jesus Christ died on that cross for me. And I believe in the resurrection of my Lord and Savior. And I believe that today, by confessing my sins before you, Lord, that I shall be forgiven. And I ask for that forgiveness now. Forgive me for all the wrongs I have done. And bless me by accepting me into the body of Christ through Jesus Christ's blood. I believe he died and rose again. I believe. And today I confess with my heart that Jesus Christ is my Lord and my Savior. I will follow him. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. My friend, if you pre if you if you said that prayer with me and it was in your heart and sincere, I want to welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to find a church, a Bible-believing church, and ask them to baptize you for the remission of your sins. That's your next step. And then I want you to, to sit in that church and listen to some sermons. And if you feel comfortable and believe it's from the Bible, then I want you to reach out to them and become a member by being baptized and then study the Word of God in a good Bible-believing church. For that is, your, that is your direction, to follow God's Word until the day that Jesus Christ comes and brings us all home. Now, to all who have listened today, may the Lord bless you and keep you and make His face to shine upon you till He brings us back once again. God bless.